get up, go to work, come home, take care of the kids, sit there, watch TV, clean the house, go to work, bury the anxiety with alcohol. When you start that pattern of drinking on the way home from work to get rid of the monotony, then the pattern starts to develop a, an issue. And when the issue starts to happen, everything unravels, the wheels come off. Now you have issues with people, your spouse, you have issues with your family, you have issues with the neighbor. The little things that usually shouldn't trigger you are triggering you because you're not dealing with the underlying issue. What the underlying issue is you and what you went through and no one talked about it. I went from 16% body fat to 12% body fat, feeling like I, I had a dad bod to feeling confident with my shirt off. I went from drinking, feeling like I'm losing it all to thriving with my family. I was not supposed to be successful. Hey there, Casey Ship here, fitness model, hormone expert, and a master energy healer. I help goal-oriented women clear out the reason why nothing has worked and finally step into their purpose and get everything they've ever wanted. So what's up, everybody? Casey here with CaseyShip.com. And today we've got a very successful client and badass army ranger special operations i mean this guy's like it's an honor to have him on this podcast chris and we're going to talk about how he literally was on the edge of losing everything he was drinking himself to death on the verge of losing his family and his life to literally thriving he went from dad bod to hot dad bod he's crushing it in life now and he's sharing his story on like what he went through and how he did it. Thank you, Chris, for coming on and gracing us. And just thank you for your service. And just thank you for coming on. Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. So let's get into it. Just to give a little background on it. I always held myself in like this positive note internally as, oh, everything's fucked up. And I've been through a lot of fucked up shit, but I'm handling it pretty well. And it took a lot of deep diving to realize that I haven't been handling it well. I've been burying it with alcohol and sarcasm and working i think like my newest clarification that i've come to is when i got out of the military the training wheels came off in life the military was a good place for me to hide because everyone else was putting on a front which i was professional at uh, the mil uh in the military <laughs> it was like um I, I it was like you chase the carrot for the promotion for the for the uh specialized school uh, who's going to be the best? And I'm extremely competitive. So um, chasing the carrot, who, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the fastest. I'm going to go to this. You know, I'm going to go to ranger school. I'm going to go to sniper school. I'm going to be the, I'm going to, I get praise because I'm physically better or um, I mentally understand things faster than most people. Um, when I got out of the military, no one really cared about the competitive nature uh, so I drowned myself into education. Um, people praised me because I went and did college faster than most people and masters, multiple master's degrees. Um, I had job offers all over the place, but the training wheels came off with the education portion. When I hit the real world and got married, you know, I, my, when life settled, the cracks were exposed <clears throat> and I didn't know how to hide them anymore because there wasn't a character chase. It was like, get up, go to work come home, take care of the kids, sit there, watch TV, clean the house, go to work. The anxiety that I used to be able to bury in the hard task, which was military or the education or the grind was no longer there. So I had to actually face it. So now facing it, the anxiety, really the evil face of what I went through really started to come to head, which I buried the anxiety with alcohol, which then when you start that pattern of drinking on the way home from work, 
to get rid of the monotony, then the pattern starts to develop a, an issue. And when the issue starts to happen, everything unravels, the wheels come off. And then you know, now you have issues with people, your spouse, you have issues with your family, you have issues with the neighbor. The little things that usually shouldn't trigger you are triggering you because you're not dealing with the under, underlying issue. What the underlying issue is you and what you went through <clears throat> and no one talked about it. Um, as you know, like my background with my family, with my with stepfather, um, really digging into your videos and me mentally and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts on the other end uh ed mylett had someone gabriella i'd say einstein epstein i can't remember the last name um she breaks down trauma and the big t's and little t's and mm-hmm. i mean she broke it down to a basically what they call barney style it was done it was made me understand what i went through mm-hmm. um she went through a sexual assault i didn't go through that but it is someone that doesn't cry. It broke me down in my truck driving home. Nice. Like I get emotional even thinking about it because I realized I, things I didn't even remember came to head and it took a lot of running, like getting up at four 30 before the kids got up, go for a run, go for a walk, stay outside, get clarity to really understand what the, the memories started coming back and the pain and what she broke down, what I, what I really made sense to me was, and I think you described this is there's a kid in the closet that never moved from that point, And that I became the, the protector of that kid, which is why I think I did so well in the military and why I maybe pipe up too much when I see a, a, a wrongdoing. And I just went through this with a family member that I saw something really wrong that I probably, it wasn't my place to say something, but I said it, but I didn't say it in a way that could be, that wasn't responsible. I guess you could say it it was a way of, it was more of a fuck you. You're wrong. You need to acknowledge it. And then I I became the asshole of the entire situation. Of course. Um, So the issue was, so what I'm learning is I need to stop protecting my, the child that was a, abused i hate using trauma i think trauma the word trauma triggers me for some reason and abuse triggers me um the kid that had some wrongdoing um i had i had to take a step back and understand that it's not always my place and that i can deal with this now i was um i enlisted as a 19 delta which is a cavalry scout which is a like army reconnaissance the baddest Um, ass motherfuckers yeah well i wouldn't say that there's a lot more badass people in the military Um, so it was basically, it's basically infantry that had a specialized skill is the, you know, the, the people, they say, they say first in first out, uh, our job is, uh, reconnaissance reporting, um, went in basic training, my job training to sniper school. Um, after that, I went to other individualized, uh, special operations schools and went to ranger school. I was never in a battalion, but I was a tabbed ranger. I excelled really well. I was promoted very quickly, uh, to a non-commissioned officer. Went in the military with the, didn't know what, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do with my life. I went from being the kid that was lost, construction, bartending, partying. There was that moment of clarity. We were like, you know what? I need to do something different with my life. I was told my whole life, you're going to go work in a union. You're going to be an electrician or a plumber. You're not good at school. You're not that smart. Let's get you in a trade. And I remember the exact day where I was like, fuck, this was a day. It was 85 degrees, sun beating on me. And I was stacking rocks on a construction site for a family member. And they was telling me I was doing it fucking wrong. And I was like, 
you know what? This is bullshit. There's something better in life. And if I have to go suck it up in the military and get talked down to, at least I'll have college. And if I fail at college, at least I'll have a, something behind my name that would uh, that would give, have some weight except for the bartender, the mason, or the electrician. And there's nothing wrong with that. I work in construction now. I'm more on the management side. And I, I, I it's funny that I went through so much to come back to this, but I get fucking paid now a lot more than the... So that's all it's all about is making money for your family. And I, I went from medical device to government to now back to construction. And it fits me being on a job site, getting dirty. I, I love it. I fucking love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, man. I, I can relate to that. I hear you. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher and make 30 grand a year. Now I'm a teacher and we make, you know, can make 3 million a year. So I'm like, all right. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I hear you. All right. So now let's do. Um, so, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do like tell me how old are your kids and you know just a little bit about you and um like we just went over your business but if you could just give me a snippet of exactly what you do day to day day to day um so my my older routine would wake up hangover wake up hungover get the kids off to school kiss the wife go to work get through the day get home play with the kids go to sleep um my new routine is uh alarm goes off at 4 45 i go for my run i love being outside in the summertime the wintertime i'm going to switch to the gym um i get home help the wife with the kids um get ready for work take the kids to daycare as much as i can if i don't have to be at work and uh, i'm off to work and i, I manage um high scale construction projects we focus on k-12 schools in massachusetts um i'm an owner's project manager that means the municipalities hire us to come in um, and manage because they don't have professional project managers on site. So we manage the general contractors. So basically glorified babysitter on the construction site, which is great because I don't have to, to do all the hard work. Right. Um, um, so a little bit about me is uh, I'm 41 years old, I'm married to my wife, Laura, which is my rock and probably saved my life, to be honest with you. Um. We have two kids, Reagan and Quinn. It's three and just turned one. God, and we have another child on the way um, in December. Congrats. Oh, my God. Thank you. Is it a girl or boy? We don't know. We just, we, we, it's a surprise for all kids have been surprised, but I'm comfortable being a girl dad. So we'll see what happens. God, congrats, man. That's going to be so awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, man, you got your you got your shit popping. I love it. Okay. Yep. So what was the main problem when you approached me to join the program? Like what was the main thing going on that was a problem? So I was looking for a long time for someone that I can confide in, someone that can point me in the right direction. And I think any guy looking for advice on Instagram or whatever, and you come across these very good experts in what they do, but all they do is tell you, get off your ass, go to the gym. There's no substance behind it. A friend of mine came across a friend of mine, had great results with you. I worked with him in the past when I worked for the government. He's a great human being. Uh, he went through some struggles. I don't know it personally. We're not very close, but just watching his progress made me think, fuck, maybe this is something that could work for me. It took a little bit for me to kind of drop the ego and just reach out. The main reason why I reached out is because I felt like I was about to lose everything by my actions. I was self-sabotaging every aspect of my life, all the progress that I made, all the hard work. And this is the most important thing. I was losing confidence for my wife. Mm. And I just want to say my wife is, I said, my rock. She, 
is the most important to me in the world. But, you know, my girls as well, my daughters as well. But she is everything to me. And to see the look in her eyes coming home and me just being drunk is just not, it wasn't right and not fair to her. It wasn't the commit, commitment that I made to her. That was my point of no return. It was, I have to change. I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes through the process. Um, I have, we, we call it spinning, where I let the anxiety get a hold of me. And I did, you know, I'm learning coping skills as I go along. Um, you know, dealing with my mother moving back close to me, dealing with family, dealing with uh, stress of work and just stress of life and just, you know, feeling like sometimes it's all on me and I have to be the provider. I have to be the strong one. Sometimes it's, it gets to you. And there's been days where I sat in front of the liquor store in my truck on my phone, just listening to your videos and it's helped, but there's been days I've been weak and I've been like, fuck this. I can have I can have four beers, be fine. And the next thing I know, I've hit three liquor stores on the way home because it's an hour ride. Not only am I putting myself in danger, I'm putting my family in danger and other people and it's bullshit. And I'm at the point now where I'm seeing my triggers and I'm seeing where the issues are lying. And, you know, this last time that I spun, I've made a commitment to my wife and it hasn't been that long ago, but I'm, I, I, I've said it to her face, but I said it to myself that this is it. There is no casual drinking anymore. It's time to really get my shit together. And it's really a day-to-day um, monotonous task. It's, it's mm-hmm. really, uh, I, I found that I am very good on a schedule and a checklist. And I need checks and balances through the day, which is, you know, putting on one of your podcasts or listening to Ed Milet, which is, for some reason, always grounds me or you know, uh, working out an extra time in the afternoon or focusing on my home or focusing on my girls. And um, I really just, I'm trying to shift from the negativity in my head to more of the positivity of what I have. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so the problem was uh, the drinking had caused a problem like where you could see that it was hurting your wife and you knew that wasn't good. Like you knew what was going to happen. Exactly. Yep. Um, I knew if I continued down that path, I would destroy my marriage. And what I saw in my head, if I continued was having weekend with my girls and everything I worked for go away, which, and I told you, I think from our first time we talked, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. And, And I was. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of men, man. Like they all come, they're just saying the same thing and men. I mean, that's, I think that's why I know why. Uh, there's so many suicides, like the depression runs rampant. Men are just, and as a mom, a boy mom, like it's, it's, it's just such bullshit how society treats men as a whole. They expect you to be some fucking like machine with no emotions. And you're a human, like you are a real human. You're just like a fucking woman, just like different genital Italian and some hormones, you know, but like you have real emotions and feelings. So I just think that's a little fucked up that, uh, you know, yeah. so many men struggle and feel alone. Um, okay. So that was the main problem. And we went through the same thing, skip same fucking thing. And it was after his mom died and he had all this shit on his plate. And I probably gave him the same look Laura gave you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so cool. Okay. So what, um, why did you choose to work with me and do the program? you know, over another program or Ed Milet's program or whatever. I chose you because when I reached out 
I talked to, and I can't remember her name off the bat. It was, you know, Nicole. It was more of an inter- Nicole. It was more of an interview. I got off the phone and I was like, I don't know how that went. I don't know how, where this is going to go. Um, but you reached out to me personally. Mm-hmm. And you said, I have experience with this. And you gave me your historical background on what Skip went through mm-hmm. and what you went through. And the fact that you personally reached out to me, this wasn't a let's get someone in the door and then we'll push them onto something. This was you personally reached out to me, which that to me meant everything. Yeah. yeah. And it, it felt, I felt heard for the first time. It wasn't, Hey, stop being a like, and this is what I've gotten in the past. Quit being a pussy, go to the gym. You'll <laughs> feel better. It was, Hey, you're scared. Let's get you taken care of. I've seen results. I've seen results. I mean, I, I, a friend of mine that went through his own shit and, I mean, he, what he lose like what? 50 pounds, 40 pounds. And dude. he seems happy as hell. So uh, dude, I, he, I, he, he was bad. I mean, it was like suicidal. We had to do a, uh, he wouldn't mind me sharing this. We got to get Dutch on here anyway. We had to do a, like a 30 day leave from his work. I mean, he was literally having a, a mental breakdown and he'll tell anybody that. Yeah. He lost 50 pounds. He's healthy now. He got a great relationship. He was in toxic relationships. I mean, it was it was bad. Cool, man. So you saw some results with another Army Ranger badass, and um, you knew I'd been through it, and you felt heard. Was there anything in particular about the program that really helped you? And then why do you think it was so effective? Like, what's one thing that really helped you so far that's helped you so far? You know, just running through the the, the videos and mm-hmm. seeing like the like the relationship by design. I mean, I've listened to those probably a hundred. I mean, I have an hour ride home every day. I put, I put the podcast on and I just listen. Uh, Some are very targeted to what my situation is. Some are very disconnected and it's good to hear maybe a different perspective. Maybe Laura under feels this way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But just getting a different perspective and understanding that I'm not the only one going through this. I mean, you can sit down and talk about your family, your past, um, your past experiences with other clients. Um, I felt that was extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that initially I felt heard, I felt grounded and I felt like I had a focus and kind of like a task list to go through. And I, like I said, prior, I do really well, like, okay, checklist. You have these 30 videos you have to listen to there. Some are 20 minutes, some are an hour, some are five minutes. Um, and, and like I said, some of them I can get maybe that one minute gives me a snippet to think about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. People, people are always like, uh, and sorry to interrupt. What were you going to say? No, that's God. Um, they're like, well, how does this work? And I'm like, I, I, you know, the best I can describe it is, you know, if you've been in like church or something, or you listen to a book and you hear just one line and it just resonates and it changes your life. Like that's kind of yeah. how it works. Like we go in and there's things that like speaks to your soul and it provokes thought. And that's what it comes down to is asking yourself the right questions that's, that's everything. That's, that'll change your life. Just asking yourself the right questions. Um, so your thing was just listening to the content, hearing things, your perspective shifting, and then you feeling validated and heard and like, maybe I'm not so fucked up. Maybe this is all it is. And now I've got a way, a logical way to process this shit to get on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
you. Are you a comic book fan, an MCU fanatic, or a self-described pop culture buff? Then you're my kind of people. My name is Botter, and I'm the host of the comic podcast, The Short Box, a.k.a. the best comic podcast this side of the multiverse. And since 2012, I've explored a wide spectrum of comics and pop culture topics alongside some lifelong friends. So regardless if you're a comic know-it-all or a new fan thanks to the movies, The Short Box Nation welcomes all. Tune in and join us every Wednesday for in-depth comic spotlights, interviews with the best comic creators in the industry and entertainment recommendations worthy of your time now tune in and check it out for yourself peace a hundred percent um i used to have like this internal monologue as you're you're fucking broken Mm -hmm. and instead of saying who do you want to be i was identifying as what i went through and instead of trying to when I got out of the military and started moving more towards the civilian life, um, I met Laura uh, um, two weeks after I got out. Like I almost, I think I manifested Laura to be honest with you. Uh, Cause that's all I could, I dreamt about it. Cause I was deployed in Iraq and I knew I was getting out um, uh, in a couple months. And I knew I was going to be back in the civilian world and I was getting pressured, lots of pressure to stay in. They were throwing everything at me, every school, every duty location, every dollar, value at me to get me to stay in and I said what do I want out of life and I kept saying to myself I want to find someone strong and I want to get married I want to have children I want this house I want this location and I did I I want to go to Massachusetts I want to meet this type of woman I want I want this is the life I want I want a boat I want and you know all that shit came through Mm -hmm. um but but my internal monologue was off like I was telling myself who like I I was telling myself the wrong thing and I was coming out of the military to uh, acting like every, how I thought everyone wanted me to be instead of being myself. And to be honest with you, I lost who I was. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, I feel like no one at, when I was at my lowest, when I contacted you, I felt like no one actually knew who I was or what I had inside me. Like the, the, like, yes, I went through this military stuff and past trauma, but like, I want to help kids. Like, I want to volunteer. I want to help people. I want to be there to support. I have like a different softer side that people just saw this guy just trying to fit in. And I think the more I tried to fit in, the more it pushed people away. And the more I danced to try to get people's attention, which caused more frustration, which caused anxiety, which steamrolled who the fuck my entire life. God, it's like you're reading skips a lot. It's like exactly skip. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, I think so many people, especially men are going to resonate with that. Fuck. I mean, that's, and you're helping, like you want to help kids. You're helping them. They're just, they're maybe 40 years old, but you're helping their inner child, you know? So I'm going to be honest with you. I was real nervous to do this. I'm like, as you can see, I don't have really a Facebook, very mild on Instagram or Instagram is like, I want to check out golf or fish or fishing or like just dumb. Like I watch a lot of like how to fix my lawn fucking videos it's all dumb shit but it's something like but um but i was real nervous to do this and it's not i don't give a shit what people think about me anymore honestly um it's it's just my insecurities came out and i was like this is something i have to fucking do because Mm -hmm. there is people out there maybe one if one person can just resonate what i'm hearing what i'm saying is hear me that don't fucking put the bottle of whiskey in your mouth as fucking great as it tastes it's not going to help anything like you, what you're doing is destroying your future by 15 minutes 
of pleasure because after that 15 minutes of that setting in, all you're doing is getting anxious for the next fucking drink. And only thing you're doing is ruin your relationships. And if you go for a fucking run instead of drinking, I don't even like, to be honest with you, I don't even like being drunk. Me neither. I think I, think I have a psychological, um, I, I think the memory, I think I have, a, a, I'm on a loop with alcohol. <clears throat> and I think it's such a, it was such a <clears throat> habitual habit for 20 years mm-hmm. that when I'm tired and I'm anxious and I'm depressed, my mind literally, I found myself in the liquor store parking lot on the phone without even thinking about it. Wow. Wow. So it's, uh, if I'm, tr- what I'm trying to do, and like I said, I'm nowhere near perfect or fixed. I'm, I'm, I, I've made my mistakes recently. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is get up at 445 and get that fix in running five miles. I mean, I live in a super hilly neighborhood. I've challenged myself on fucking pass out from running instead of fucking booze. Your right. wife is going to like you with in shape instead of passed out on the couch at four o'clock in the afternoon because you were too hung over to go to work. But then you went to the liquor store anyway. And, and I want everybody to know, and in your right, you know, there's so many women and men that are there, they're, they're at the verge of they're thinking about suicide so just you just hearing your story i mean it's so healing um and i want everybody to know that you're not addicted to the substance you're not addicted to work or fucking crack or alcohol or xanax you're addicted to numbing the pain because you were taught that that's a bad thing to feel you know yesterday we had a girl and um i tapped in we were doing some work and her biggest thing was uh speaking up she was just held back in life because she just no self-esteem and I go did you get physically beaten as a child and she just then the tears came and she goes yeah and it was a block never heard this before we've worked together for four months and uh, yeah her mom used to beat the dog shit out of her I mean get on top of her as an eight-year-old just beat the fuck out of her this kid thought she was gonna die you know just I mean punt they just literally and her dad would drink like I mean both physically abuse get abused from both sides I'm like no wonder you fear speaking up and you're doing everything in your life that makes you feel ashamed and unworthy and your relationships fucking suck, you know? So yep. that's, that's some heavy shit, you know, and she's been suicidal at times as well. So we're, we're never addicted to the things we're, we're addicted to numbing out. And once you can tap into that trauma or those uh, blocks or those charges, if you will, we show you how like a system to, Hey, here's what it is. Here's how to reframe it. Here's how to sit with it. Because like he said, you may be fucking sad for two days. That's okay. Matter of fact, that's fucking normal. And it's part of being human. Yeah. Very, very human. And that's how we connect. We connect by pain sometimes, you know, yeah, I agree. Um, as a result of implementing the emotional intelligence and you're still doing work with that, you know, what, what in your life has changed? You know, and like I said, I'm still really working on this, but um, being reactive, like that mm. fight or flight is, it's fucking real. And that fight or flight, it's hard to understand it while you're in the middle of it. Um, you know, initially I didn't recognize it. Uh, for example, I would be, I was, I've always been anxious going into social situations. Hmm. Um, and if someone said something, the wrong thing to me, I would overreact instead of sitting with it for a second and being like, well, that guy's just being a dick for no reason and, you know, and, and just laughing it off. I would react and the entire night would be ruined. Now I'm trying to take a lesson of 
um, if I'm angry or if I'm sad, I don't say a fucking word to anybody for 24 hours. I sit on it and then I come, then I try to really analyze what's going on or not analyze it or just say, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Because usually at the end of the day, 99% of my problems is me overreacting to a situation that didn't need to be reacted to. And, in you know, until recently, I didn't acknowledge that. Like my wife and I, and I think I've texted you about this. I would say something or need something in that moment and not realize it's my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I would react to it. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Why are you not giving, giving me this? Like, I wouldn't say it in these words, but like in it, to dumb it down. Why am I not getting this attention that I'm asking for? Mm-hmm. In reality, she's tired. She took care of the kids all day and she doesn't fucking feel like it. And it was the wrong time. And yeah. it was a trigger for me to overreact. And now we're fighting and she's tired. And, and now two days later, she's still irritated about how I reacted. And now I'm over it because I've overreacted. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize in the moment I'm overreacting. So I guess the work I'm trying to do is I need to come off of this. What, Hey, I, it's not all about me, but take what I'm feeling in that moment. If I'm feeling insecure, my, Oh, my wife's not giving me the attention that I need right now. Hmm. What is that about? Is it because I'm not doing X on my side or is it because I slacked on my workout and I looked in the mirror and I've been eating like shit and I drank too much. And now I feel like shit about myself and I'm expecting my wife to validate me. It's not fair on her terms. It's now it's, it's my turn to validate myself by saying I busted my ass at work. I busted my ass in the gym. I ate like shit, but I still fucking feel good. And I'm going to make up for it over here and do an X. And you know what I found? And my wife always says like, you know, I I always know when I do what we call our spins, there's a two week block where we're both kind of like doing this dance. It's like, is she going to yell at me? Is, am I going to do it again? And then when I get to this point where I'm in it, I'm, I'm, I'm focused, I'm in it. I'm really living life. I'm joking. I'm light and easy <clears throat> to be around. I don't, she doesn't have to validate me because she's fucking all over me. It's easy. It's normal. Thank you. It's, and it's I guess that's, you've, you're clearing up the codependency. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, how dare you not make, make me feel the way I want to feel with well, it? Ain't your fucking job. That's your fucking job. You know, like it's, I got I just got to say again, like, I mean, I apologize. My wife watches this. I apologize. And I, I'm acknowledging it. And, and my, like I said, my wife is my fucking rock, but it, this, it's an issue because I've never got that from when I was a kid. I feel like I'm trying to pull at other, everyone in the universe right now for what I didn't get as a kid. Absolutely. That's it. And the only person that can give you that is yourself. And when you do, it's like the world responds differently. And what he's talking about is he gets triggered um, when people, you know, and and I still get triggered. I mean, this work, it's, it's a lifetime. It gets easier because you get um, more secure and you love yourself more and you can just, you know, diffuse situations. You understand that them saying this thing is a projection of their shame, guilt, and insecurities. It's nothing, nothing to do with you. Like ain't got shit to do with you, but yeah, you're, you're doing so good. And now I know Lauren loves you so much. I know she's going to be so proud of you watch when she hears this. Um, just the fact that you and a couple of other guys and in the ones that work with skip, like I, I just love the husbands and the men or the spouses of what we do because 
it, it's they're all supportive and um, i just really appreciate that i mean it's just good fucking shit so fucking thank you laura thank you like husbands that support their wives like it's just you're giving your children a real chance at this life because you're just giving them better opportunities for raising them in a household that's conscious you know stay with us we'll be right back have you ever felt overwhelmed trying to come up with another content idea Maybe you have like two really good ideas that you're excited about, and then it's crickets. Hi, I'm Crystal Prophet, host of the Prophet Podcast, where we help you create content with confidence, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, or a repurposing strategy to make your life easier. We help you create content that you are proud to put out into the world. So make sure that you listen to the Prophet Podcast wherever you get your podcast. I agree. Um, I grew up with the screaming and yelling and fuck you and I'm leaving. We're getting a divorce every Sunday. We called it uh, bloody Sunday. My brothers and sister, we all laugh about it because every Sunday at new after we go to church, which I don't know why the fuck we went to church. We go to church. We we'd go to a um, place called Bob Evans. You're in Florida. You know, where Bob Evans. We go to the buffet. My father would make my brother and I split it. We were poor shit. Yep. And then they would fight over how like the bill and how much money we're spending. And then they would literally just take us to the beach and let us run around. And then uh, by the time we were home, they were screaming at each other and it was like bloody Sunday. And, you know, you know, recently, Lord, I got into a big argument and my girls are old enough to like really see what's going on. Now, what my, the pinnacle of me saying you're fucked up was recently was me getting so wound up over the dumbest shit that my daughter was just staring at me. And then the next day me kissing my wife and my daughter was smiling at me. And I kept thinking, I am developing the wrong pattern in my household. Mm-hmm. Like my, my kids, I remember when my fa- stepfather used to walk in the room, the anxiety that used to go up my chest. I used to get off the couch, go in my room. Yeah, yeah. And my oh. mother would just, my mother was a timid little woman. Like she's amazing, but she's a timid. And I don't ever want my daughters to ever feel how I felt. And I'll be honest with you still to this day, I'm still timid towards grown men. I'm a fucking grown man. I'm still, when a, I have to go to a major presentation and shake this guy's hand. I'm like, Oh, how is this going to go? And I never want my daughters and ho- hopefully my next child is a son. But I, if I do have a son, I never want him or her, my kids to ever feel the way I felt. And that was like the pinnacle moment where there has to be a change. There has to be a difference. And I cannot live this overreaction and react to our life. You know, it takes time to untangle this. And you're not only doing it for you, by the way, you're doing it for your, your ancestor, your, your lineage, because it's been passed down. And you're breaking all this and it's not easy. And women get in and I'm like, babe, you're not going to fix this in like two months. I mean, it's taken me years. Um, Now you can do a lot of, you know, shortcuts because you guys have wonderful information. I didn't, I never knew about any of this shit. And, uh, but yeah, it it is going to take time, but just keep doing the lean into the shit that triggers you. And that's always going to, it's an opportunity for growth. I mean, that's all it is. And now that we have the, um, those very logical uh, clearings, you know, and clear my shit, the section, clear my shit. Yeah. Those are super powerful. 
Um, okay. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I just, I commend you for, you know, doing the fucking work because this, what Chris is doing is not a pussy men and women that are out there just staying in their little lives, doing the shit. That's a fucking pussy. So I don't care how Billy badass you are, or how special ops you are. If you, if you can't ask for help, you're a fucking pussy. That's the, so there you go. I'm challenging you. And now, now that you're like, Casey, that's emotional abuse. Okay, fine. Then if you don't want to do that, <laughs> um, just, you know, my, the reason I'm saying this, because like you said, men think that, uh, just get your ass up and go to the gym or you're a pussy. No, the real work, like a man is going to do what Chris is doing. He's going to look in the fucking mirror and he's going to go, you know what? I've got to make a change and I'm responsible for everything. To me, that's, that's what's up. That's a stand up motherfucker right there. So you were drinking every day. How much? I mean, it all depended. I mean, depending on what, how much I had, to, I, yeah, I was, I was probably putting down a sleeve of fireball on the way home from work sleeve and then sleeve. whatever I had at the house. I've watched people come off opiates and alcohol was real shit. Like I'm talking, Skip got the shakes, depression, sweating profusely, like heart attack symptoms. I mean, it was a nightmare. Anxiety. Huh. So you went from all that to what? Right now I feel grounded. I feel like myself. I have energy. I have mental clarity, focus. You know what I've noticed too is when I'm not drinking, I have these ideas. It's, I, I've never settled in what I'm doing in, in this. Like, I love my job, but I know there's more for me in this world than what I'm than building schools. And I, I, I admire people that in the trades, but I know for me specifically, like there's something bigger, there's something else out there. There's something I always want more money. Like, I mean, if you don't want more money, that's great. If you're comfortable with where you're at, great. I don't, I want my fucking family to be set. I don't, I'm, I'm I don't want to settle, but for me, I'm always spinning off all these ideas and um, I'm goofy and funny and, and, and flirty with my wife. Uh, I'm fun with my kids. I'm outside playing. Um, I am who I am supposed to be when I'm not drinking. Now, like I said, I have my spinoffs and I have like these like, you know, like three, four days where I kind of go through this, this pattern. And then, I'm, you know, Laura shakes me out of it. I kick myself out of it. Sometimes she doesn't even know. Sometimes it's just me just really fucking hiding what's going on. And then I pick myself out of it, depending on how bad the anxiety is. It can go longer and she can pull me out. But I think the best advice that I can give anybody in this situation is figure out what feeling drives you. Like what feeling grounds you? Is it peace? Is it warmth? Is it love from your family? Is it ambition? Is it for me, it was that embrace from my family, that look my wife gives me when she's happy and my kids smiling and that sense of peace. And that's what I focus on every single day. When yeah. I wake up, I focus, I manifest it. I meditate on it. I walk and run on it. And if I keep focusing on it, I find that I'm less anxious because I'm, I'm trying to rewire my brain from this anxious mess. And you can see me fidgeting because it's just me. I'm trying to get to this cool calm peaceful person that only thinks of like my goal is to make my family happy and i it makes me happy to, to find when my family's happy and they're yeah. settled and and they have like i'm saying wealth is I, I i want them to have wealth i'm not saying money i'm saying time with their father time with their mother time to do what we need to do a vacation um 
my kids need something they can have it without anxiety because that's mm-hmm. to me i never had that was always we can't afford it was another terminology we joke about as a kid so that that's what drives me mm-hmm. um so going from this anxious mess that's at work just trying to get out without looking like an asshole to home without getting yelled at or the kids seeing me in a position that or in a state of mind that I shouldn't be in to being completely present and loving and aware yeah, where everyone's happy. That That's a provider you're being, and you're very masculine. And so that's, you're, you're living your purpose. That's what, that's what a man is, is for. I mean, just to provide not only money, I mean, no emotional support, safety, security, um, that calm rock, you know, and you're, you're going to lose your shit sometimes. I mean, we're fucking human, but it takes time to retrain your nervous system. You mentioned that about the retraining your brain and everybody listening to this, um, you know, your body is it's really incredible, smart thing, and it's just trying to keep you safe. And so if you grew up in chaos and you grew up in that, your nervous system just never got time to fully develop. Like it's like that pot we described in the, uh, I think it's energy codes where it's like a flower pot. Um, what we need is, is, you know, we're the plant and we need the, the flower pot to hold us in place and the dirt and everything packed in. But when you get the crack in it and it like the, some of the dirt falls out and you, you're not grounded and rooted. That's what these fucked up kind of childhoods when people, you know, it's chaotic people drinking and all that shit. Um, you're just not grounded and, you, and you've got to rebuild your nervous system. And that takes fucking time. A lot of time because, because it's hard to trust. It, is everything really going to be okay? Am, you, am I, am I really good? Am I good? So I mean, it takes time to retrain your nervous system. Um, okay. So so where are you now? I mean, yeah, the spin outs, that's like a woman saying, well, I mean, I had a slice of pizza, but it's been, I mean, six months versus I used to do it every day. So what would you say you went from doing, you know, a fireball sleeve and all the beer every day to what per week or per every two weeks? Or like, when do you drink now? I guess is my question. Um, now I'm not drinking at all. I thought for a short amount of time that like when I would start to feel this is another kind of an issue I had. I would be where I'm at right now and I feel really fucking good. I'm going to the gym. I'm going, I'm doing everything right. And then Friday comes and it's like, all right, let's celebrate. And my mind would go to this, like I could have a few, I'll go home and let's split a bottle of wine. And then, you know what? No hard alcohol. I'll just have Corona. It's all fucking bullshit. It's all alcohol because when you get into the state of, when you get into the state of mind, when you get buzzed, now I'm looking for anything harder. Oh, I'm just going to run to the store real quick. I need a kid of dip and I'm going to grab milk for the kids. And then what's next to the convenience store, the liquor store. And I'm like, shit, I'll just get four quick fireball. And then she's not going to know what's going on. I'll go home and finish those Corona, we'll go to bed, get up, play with the kids. Not in a position anymore to have that luxury where I can just casually drink. It's just not in the cards for me no. now, or I mean, probably anytime soon, maybe never. I don't, I don't know, but right now I'm in a, position where I don't want to sacrifice this progress for what the fuck am I going to get out of it? We've been drunk. It doesn't do, I don't even, I don't even like it. I'm, what I am I, and just, yeah. there's a, there's a quote that I've seen recently was everyone's walking around with these emotional issues and bills and they're celebrating like they hit the fucking lotto. Like, what am I celebrating? What are you celebrating? I got shit to do. I got shit to do. I got things to do. I need a clear mind. I got kids to raise. And until I could have one or two beers at an event, 
there's no fucking point of me even touching it because the only thing it's going to do is destroy the progress. My routine would be, you know, six weeks doing great, spin for two days, go back on it. And it's just like a, like a, a circular motion. But here's my opportunity right now to not do it again. Show my wife that I'm not full of shit when I say it, this is the last time. You know, the thing is in the guilt, we can go clear that and clear my shit. But so, but you went from every day to once, once or twice every six weeks or six months. What'd you say? Six weeks, six, six weeks. I mean, some are three weeks, some are four weeks, some are six weeks. I mean, on average, I'd say four weeks. But that's progress. And you also know we went over about your triggers. Like, okay, well, when you do find yourself doing that, are you tired? Have you been around fucking certain family members? Have you had a shit day at the job site? Are you worried about something? And you're probably neglecting your 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 emotional body. You're probably neglecting. There's something that you're neglecting. It's yourself, you know. Um, have you found out what triggers? I, well, I'll, I'll say what the one thing that's helping me, because I'm a high energy person. I like to be up at 4, 4, 4.30 in the morning. If I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I hit the snooze button and then get up at 5.30 and have coffee and then scramble to get my shit together and get the kids and, and get to work, I'm, I'm putting a higher percentage that I'm going to drink on the table. Hmm. If I get up and just walk, clear my head, go to the gym, anything physical, I am more likely to not do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I found if I like, so my new routine is I get up, I go for a run, go for a walk, whatever. It doesn't matter. Rain, shine, snow doesn't gives a shit. If I get up and get outside, go home, be with the kids, then go to work and then create my day on a planner. I am a hundred times more likely to be happy and yeah. come home in a great mood. I don't mind working. I like to work. I like, <laughs> I like to, like, accomplish something during the day. I hate sitting around. I get anxious. And I'll be honest with you, 99.9% of the time I go through my spins is a Sunday afternoon when there's not shit going on and the kids are sleeping. You're bored, bro. When I'm doing the fucking, um, and I, and I know people listening to this going to be like, how are you motivated to do that? And I'll tell you the reason you're not motivated is because you have even more fucking negative charges and blocks and AKA trauma is you got to clear that shit to be able to just be like Chris and like motivate yourself to know what you need to do. Like it, it steps. Right. But, um, you mentioned what, what the fuck did you just say? I had something so good on to tie onto that Sunday board, dude, I would clear the, clear these like blocks, you know, through clear my shit and every one of my fucking, um, drawbacks. Like if I wouldn't have gone through this or someone, it'd be, I would be bored. Like I've realized that a big fucking fear is if I'm fucking bored and they tell you like white space on the calendar is devil's playground. I agree. It's, I used to go to the uh, gun club on Sundays with friends every Sunday. I buy ammo buy you know, check out new guns, go go trap shooting. And yeah, it was great. But I would go for beers afterwards. And I, and I would, that was like a kind of a, a thing that I try to get away from. And then I started going by myself after everyone was gone as like, uh, okay, I'm not going to get caught in this trap. And then I would still go. So I stopped going to the gun club for a little while. Um, and then I'd, you know, sit on the couch and just hang out. And then next thing I know, I'm pacing, fucking with the pool, fucking with the gate, fucking just anything, anything outside. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the store. There's no reason to go to the store. I have everything in the house that I need. And when I'm out at the store, walking around, buying shit I don't need. What's usually next to any fucking store in a shopping plaza is a liquor store. And I'm like, well, I can have a few. And next thing you know, I've gone three more times that day. And that's the problem. Now, Laura, 
Laura loves giving me checklists because it keeps me straight. Mm-hmm. Go clear the land in the back. Go outside and do this. Hey, you didn't paint the railing like you said you're going to do. Let's get that mm-hmm. done. Hey, Chris, where's your checklist? Let's. Go. She sees it coming a mile away. Like she's amazing. She knows it. This shit's happen, about to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm real good at saying no, 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 no. And I can manipulate my way into like an asshole. Manipulate my way into saying I'll be right back. And then I come back, and next thing you know, that's noon and six o'clock. I'm passed out in a chair in, in the living room because I got drunk. And the kids want to play with me. And now I'm irritated that someone just woke me up. And it's a dickhead move. And that's what I'm trying to get away. And I'm trying to get to the point where I, I grew up in a, a state of anxiety. So when I'm still, I haven't found peace <clears throat> in that solitary. Well, to, as, of, as of today, um, okay, how do I word this? You, it's, you're so close. And anybody listening to this, uh, it's like I tell all the women, I'm like, if you'll just breathe right when you want to go to the store or for women, it is eat some shit or drink, but they're mostly with food. They want to numb out with food. I'm like if you'll just breathe through it and get down to the paper and do that damn anxiety clearing, you'll know really quickly. You'll have that clarity. You'll have the confidence to understand why you're about to do that. And you can emotionally regulate your emotional intelligence goes up and now you're in fucking in the driver's seat in control and then everything you want even yeah. man like th- there's all the other shit you want it's it's really cool but no you're so close oh my god um i, I know exactly how you feel you're saying with confidence uh, when i'm doing the right thing and i'm about to go and i don't go and i tell myself listen this is not the right way and i tell myself like i i think i've told you this before every time i relapse into one of these spins i've already thought about it in my head hours before I did it. Wow. This isn't something that like, it, this isn't something that it's like, you know, yeah, I told you earlier, like I end up at a liquor store and I would do it, but this is something where I've already thought I'd be sitting at work on my computer. I'm like, this is fucking stressful. This guy's an asshole. This is, everything is falling apart. The building has got an issue, the building. The, and then I, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to grab some fireball on the way home and I'll chill out with a podcast. And when I get home, I'll be super chill and be stressed out. I, and I, and then in my mind, I've already created a, a story before I did it. And when I can break that story and drive past it, I smile and my confidence level goes through the fucking roof. And I can, and, and I'm sure Laura, if, if, if she, she can tell you like, yeah, when he does these X, Y, Z, this is who Chris is, but I'm not even who I am when I give in to this anxiety urge it's almost like a I tell myself a story of who I am that I'm really not yeah oh it's it's a dark energy and that's what alcohol is it's spirits and I don't want to I don't want to guilt or shame anyone I have been uh you know I used to drink every day as well I come from an alcoholic and I have addictive personality like you Chris uh, Grant Cardone if you've never read his book be obsessed or be average highly recommend go listen to that audible he was and did you read it listen to it I, I did it's great fuck it's great man he's just like we are and a lot of successful motherfuckers are just like we are we've got a ton of energy and if we don't use it properly we will drug we will gamble we will cheat and we will drink and that's so it's okay but it's just not okay to, to give into that but dude alcohol like we don't miss it people are friends now like we all just not drink i'm like we will we'll take a few sips but man i just I don't like how it makes me feel, to be honest. I, I like being clear-headed and I like just like, I just don't like anything fucking with my energy. It's like um, I lose a day or I lose something. It's like being around a negative mother-in-law or something. It's like, you just, it takes a minute to shake that shit off. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I 
Okay. It, it's yes. definitely true. God damn. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So that's amazing though. We went from every fucking day to once every six weeks and now we're working on, it's been seven months and now we're working on this. I mean, I had a gal that was uh, on 23 opiates uh, or medications. She was drugging uh, and drinking every day, former military um, mom, all this shit, RN. And what helped her the most, and I know you, this may not be up your alley, but she did a type of plant medicine. Uh, it was called Cambo. It's actually, there's no psychedelic anything, but it's all a physical release. It's actually really good for your immune system. She's a practitioner now, but Cambo, K-A-M-B-O, one of the most, it's a very powerful thing to do. You puke your brains out, but it is very spiritual. And Skip, what helped Skip the most was uh, the, the real plant medicine, ayahuasca. I wouldn't recommend that to a lot of people because it is, it's out there, but he came out of that, no caffeine, stop the drinking caffeine and uh the fuck was it nicotine all of it hasn't even wanted it it's like crackheads when they say god just took the taste out my mouth that's what it did for him but cambo may be a wonderful if you're really wanting to like speed shit up cambo man you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna puke your brains out but in 20 minutes it's over it's a frog poison they ripe on your fucking shit on your like skin and um it's a really cool spiritual thing and that that may be like the thing i don't know but it is out there if you want it <laughs> um but no you're doing great at the mental shit i mean you like a challenge um I, you just keep doing what you're doing you just focus on the progression and, and you got it so where do you think you'd be right now if you wouldn't have taken action and just got real with me and said you know what let's do it let's 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 figure this shit out i'd probably be in the process of losing everything to be honest with you like if i didn't commit if i didn't commit i probably would be looking at a very disappointing my wife i just want to go ahead and say again is an amazing human being she's been rock solid wife there's nothing negative ever coming out of her she's nothing but supportive always there for me no matter what but like you said everyone's got their limits there's gonna have to be a point especially when children involved where the shit's gotta stop and if i wasn't stopping and I wasn't figuring this out, then what would, what would her option be? It wouldn't be, it wasn't fair to her. And I was looking at losing everything. Probably the, you know, I could always good at bullshitting my way through work if I needed to hung over, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to progress. I'm not going to, where would I be? I I don't know. And it wouldn't be a positive state place. And I'd probably be fighting for everything that I worked really, really hard for. Yeah. And also, I just want everybody listening and you and everybody else, you deserve and you are very worthy of everything that you want. Um, I know a lot of us grew up in certain ways. And the reason why you would ever go back or, or see, I just deserve this or whatever is because there's an underlying subconscious belief that you are a piece of shit and you don't deserve anything because of how your parents, you know, programmed you or maybe the, the way you grew up. But that's all. There's always a flip side to everything. You just have, you have a choice, you have options. Um, so yeah, I know people listen to this are going to be like, and, and two celebrities, you know, like we see people, they have it all. And then they'll end up, you know, gambling all their money away or, or cheating and breaking their marriage up. But it's just because they don't feel worthy of having good things happen. That's it. That's it. So doing this, doing this type of work, um, really helps your, your, your worthiness. And like, yeah, I do deserve this. And I still go through it too. There's just levels. It's like new level, new fucking devil. And you just keep doing the fucking work, but, uh, never give up, never fucking give up. 
um, because you know you're an inspiration you're going to help somebody you're helping somebody right now just from sharing your story so thank you um, not only the military thank you for your service and you're saving everybody's fucking ass but now you're like dude you know how many men have survivor's guilt yeah quite a few quite I mean a few. I, I know you. quite a few people that I know and I, and maybe this I would say that 90% of the people I know that I got out of the military with are in a worse situation than me. So sad. That is with drugs, drinking. I mean, I hear on a monthly basis. This is why I got off Facebook because it was depressing to hear who died, how or why or suicide or drove drunk off a bridge or heart attack at 35 years old. Like it's, you know, or it's drinking them. You can't even recognize these people, which they used to be immaculate condition now you look at them on online it's just it's just a shell of who they are and i wish i could bring some of i wish more people would reach out for help what the government tries to give you is bullshit like it's bullshit help you know what they gave me they gave me adderall and xanax do you know what that was good for drinking longer and going to sleep that's what they gave me that was their their cocktail the va is garbage and mm -hmm. i tried to book a mental health uh my wife and i were sitting on the phone she was la we were in the car she was laughing i was like hey i need to get in to talk to someone it was july they said next appointment and i remember this specifically because it was my birthday this next appointment that you can get in is December 9th. Fuck, dude. And I was like, uh, and I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. I'm never going back to the VA again. And they can, yeah. and then they try to take my benefits away from me because I'm not going there. Dude. So I got an interview with them to say I'm, I'm doing worse or the same. So they don't take my rating away from me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's where I told, I told Dutch this as well. I'm like, please start a podcast something because he, he's so articulate as well. You are too very yeah. well spoken. I'm like, we all start something and I'll, there's, I'll point you in the direction of a coach. We'll get your shit out there. Just start fucking talking and spreading the message. So many men are in military women to need your help. Like that's who you need to fucking help. You know, you want to help kids. Like, I agree. Fuck man. There you go. Right there. There's um, so much knowledge that they don't give you between educational knowledge, um, how to adapt back in the civilian world, what medications not to take, drinking, just a support line. It means anything. I, I agree with you. I think Dutch would would kill that. He would. We have a lot of military girls in the group and um, they came in to yeah, heal, heal their hormones, but trauma. She was like, I knew you were trauma informed and they they're going through some shit, you know, just same, same stuff. It's it's hard. So, yeah, that that's we need you all to be you know, in, in the mix. So for the last question, if there's anybody watching this or listening to this podcast and they're on the fence about booking a call, the call that you did with, with me and Nicole, um, what would you say to them if they're on the fence? Get off the fence. If you're thinking about calling or you called and not committed that, I mean, if you've called, you have a problem and you know, you have a problem. Like what would be the point of putting it off any longer? Your problems are not going to go away. Your life is not going to change until you change it. All about what you put in, shit in, shit out. If you put shit in your body, you're fat. It's the fact. Like if you, if you don't work out, you're not going to be in shape. If you don't heal your fucking bullshit, then you're going to be exactly where you're at or worse in the future. And that was the point. Like my wife and I sat for hours and talked about if this was right for me. And it was more of the monetary conversation and, and i think we had this conversation oh well, what if i don't commit well what the why not why not why <laughs> wouldn't you commit to your life 
you're an excellent motherfucker. You've gone to the ranks and everything. Why would you fail this one? But why anybody sitting on the fence saying, why maybe I'll call, maybe I won't. Like if you feel that you have a problem, a real problem and you're at home and you're depressed and you're anxious, suicidal, drinking your problems away, then you're not living the life that you're supposed to be living. Just fucking call. And it, like I said, I, it's a day-to-day pro- process for me. Every day I wake up and I'm like, Hey, you're not, this is how we're going to do this. And it's like the, it's like the two demon, the angel and the demon on my shoulder, but you have to focus on, if you have children at home, why don't you give those kids the best life that you can give them? Because why the fuck else would you have children? Like, and I understand everyone's got di- different circumstances, but just fucking try. That's all. And it doesn't, my biggest problem when I started anything was I would take, and it's like building a building. I'd say, here are the plans and here's what the end result needs to look like. And I would get anxious as fuck looking at this. How am I going to do this? But just like building a building is building your mind back from shit. You got to start with a foundation and then you got to build up your framing and then you got to insulate it. And then you got to keep moving until you got your roof on and your siding. And then now it's like, like they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a fucking time. So stop questioning yourself. And just take it day by day, video by video, call by call. And that's what helped me. And, and, and I've said it a million times, I'm nowhere near perfect or near where I am yeah. wanting to be. But my life's goal is to give my wife and those kids happiness. And that is all I care about. Everyone else, I'm trying to mute. And ev- that is my goal, is my wife and those kids. And that is like my life's main mission because I wasn't part of that mission from someone else. So I want to give my kids that so their kids can have a phenomenal life. Opportunity, man. Well, I appreciate you um, for your time, for your service, for your soul work, for you doing the hard fucking work. People think that, oh, I got to get up at 5 a.m. No, you don't No, The hard work is what Chris is talking about. It's when you start having your shit and you want to revert to your old ways and you having to sit with it and process it and find out why you feel that way and then reframe it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the hard work. That's you don't have work. to, you don't have to get up at 5.00 AM. You get to get up at 5.00 AM. Cause you just fucking feel like it. When you clear your shit, life, it, life just gets better. Well, cool. Man. I don't use an alarm um, clock anymore. I don't use no. an alarm clock. This is it. I've got a free training, caseyship.com forward slash register. Be sure to grab that and then join my free Facebook group and just reach out. Struggle is not required. So hit me up, caseyship.com forward slash register. Talk to you soon.